okay, this is Thinker, and I'm back with some fresh content. The uh, the officially slightly uh, rebranded 10Q presents, uh, and what better way to do that? And I've got Lena and Bryson with me. They're probably I would dare say that they they are probably uh, king and queen foodie of the infosec world. That is my kitchen wife. <laughs> my kitchen husband. So that makes sense actually. <laughs> oh, and uh, is and the the only thing that I would say is a shame about the fact that I just I, I've never really cared to do a video podcast. Just once again showing off uh, hashtag cyber Moses. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Lena actually is uh, in the kitchen uh, right now working on some stuff, which which is a good thing because I told him I say I just I wanted to talk about food, and uh, actually I I think I think she's uh, working on uh, liquid nourishment first though. So what 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 was in the mixer? One of the major food groups. Yes. Yes. What, what, what's in the mixer right now? Uh, so this is a French martini. It is my jam the last few months. It is a Chambord, vodka, and pineapple juice. I like to say shaking like it owes you money. <laughs> and, uh, and Bryson, I saw you with a uh, glass. What are, what are you having this evening? Yeah, so this, uh, this is something I learned from Alan Friedman, uh, who is also an incredible foodie. Um, he, uh, unfortunately, he's a gubby, so we won't hold that against him. Uh, but uh, he, he introduced me to Shrub, and Shrub is going back several hundred years before they had refrigeration. And so how do you keep fruits and things past when things don't normally go bad? And so they soak them in like a vinegar-based solution and that used to be like the old school soda because you just add seltzer water and you already got like this kind of fruity flavor uh and the past couple of weeks i've been experimenting with it and gin and so this is a black cherry shrub with hendrix gin and okay. it is delicious sound it sounds like it is yeah um and hey you're working on gin she's working on vodka if if i had uh, some in front of me, I probably would have something with rum in it. That's poor planning on your part, sir. Uh, yeah, poor planning on my part. What can I say? <laughs> um, okay, so so if, if we're talking about food, we've we've got to get the dirty laundry out of the way first. So with, whenever you're just like, I can't, I can't, I can't even try, I can't even do anything in the kitchen. What is it that you pull out of the freezer and pop in the microwave? Um, so I always have leftovers. Um, so yeah, there's always like tons of leftovers. I would say where it gets a little freaky is when I start experimenting with mixing different leftovers and then whatever else I got. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not, I mean, it doesn't always turn out well, but I'm like, ah, food was prepared, things happened. Um, and that, I mean, that's the thing, because I've had, I've had several people reach out to me. I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me, and they're like, well, like, how do you do this all the time? And I'm like, I literally can't do it all the time. Like, you get tired, and you have bad days. And so, I mean, I'll, I have ways to cheat. I have leftovers. I have all the different things. And Lena, you know, Lena's the same. Yeah, I am. Uh, I do always have leftovers. I'm just me. I'm single. Uh, my youngest brother lives in my house, but he works nights as a nurse, so... He is very often not here when I'm making dinner. Um, I know if I, he's also a very considerate roommate. So if I don't leave a note, like specifically instructing him to eat leftovers, he won't touch them because he knows I save them and warm them up when I get busy during the week, during lunch. But uh, if that is exhausted, um, A, I'm really bad, especially since COVID and quarantine about Postmates, Uber Eats, uh, DoorDash. Uh, I really should own stock in several of these companies. I've also developed a Thai food habit. If you looked at my ordering history, you would be like, yeah, if there's a group, we need to send you. Um, when all else fails, I revert back to being a child, and I make hot dogs and mac and cheese. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Now, now, now you, you talk about mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is one of those places where you can go, you can go straight forward. You could take, you, you could take some craft right out of the box. But is there ever a time where you say, nope, no craft right out of the box and you 
do you do your own custom mac and cheese? And yes. I not only eat basic. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please. I was just gonna say, uh, not only do I eat basic, basic Becky craft mac and cheese, um, but in true child form, I, I'm a big fan of the shapes. So I have like, <laughs> this is happens to be a box of Star Wars mac and cheese. I have other themed mac and cheeses. Well, I'm sorry, right? Oh no! So I uh, that that I will draw the line. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make uh, mac and cheese out of a box. Uh, uh, no, I no no judgment. I mean, Lena. <laughs> oh no! You're gonna find that Bryson is much more refined than I am nutritionally. Uh, oh hey, I, I've I've got your beat I, for nostalgia purposes. I will not only have Kraft mac and cheese. I will have Kraft mac and cheese with the powdered cheese because it's. That, that, it's, it's just my childhood right there. You know, I always had the powdered cheese, and milk and butter and just mix it up just right. And and the cheese sauce that they do, like with shells and cheese now, it's just not the same as the powder with the milk and the butter and a little bit of pepper and salt in there. So making a bechamel is not that much more effort. <laughs> I mean, I'll take my 99 cent macaroni and for like 10 minutes of effort, I'll throw it in a bechamel if I'm going to do a mac and cheese. Um, so bechamel for those of you at home is just a fancy way of saying cheese sauce. Yeah. And it's pretty much make a roux, throw cheese in it, add milk, done. There you go. I, 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 I'll, I'll sometimes uh, these days, I'll, I'll go about halfway between and uh, I'll, I'll have the... Uh, the single serve cup and whenever I make it and then I'll go back and I'll like add some Parmesan, add some sharp cheddar, you know, it, whatever cheese I've got in the, in the fridge. So. I'm very picky about my cheap craft mac and cheese. Um, the noodles have to be cooked al dente. If they're yes. mushy at all, I will throw the trash. Yes. Uh, um, I like to use two cheese packets. <laughs> I know, I'm very strange, I can't help it. Sometimes I will specifically crave mac and cheese in its sticky form, so I will add almost no milk uh, and go a little bit heavier on the butter and stir, and it becomes this delightful sticky mess. Um, and other times, like with the shapes, I like it soupier, so I'll add a little more milk, but always two cheese packets. I know. I know. So, Lena, have you ever tried to dress up the Kraft mac and cheese? I ha I, yeah, I don't get too elaborate with it. Um, about the most I've ever done is adding some cayenne pepper and sprinkling some freshly uh, shaved Parmesan cheese on top. Uh, only a little, just because I like to put freshly shaved Parmesan cheese on top of everything. Uh, not because it was specifically paired with that dish, but because I'm basic. So in, in terms of like the, the convenience, what if you just like threw like the pre-cut mushrooms in there with it? I hate mushrooms. Oh. Oh, that's, that's too bad. I was about to- I was about I'm to sorry, I'm a fun guy. Well, if, if you're shaving Parmesan into it. You, you saw that joke coming. I mean, I had to do that. Dad jokes. Hashtag. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. No, I am not a fan of the consistency and slipperiness of mushrooms. Well, I, I, was, I, I was about to take, since you were talking about shaving Parmesan cheese into it, I was going to say, what about shaving truffle in the, into it? I haven't tried that. Um, yeah, I haven't tried that. Once, I also did add crab to the top. That was very pleasant. Uh, but I was severely under the influence, so I only vaguely remember that. Um, but it was so I remember it being good. A, a cheating way to do that is you can get uh, white or black truffle oils, and you have to add the oil into it. So there's a way to get sort of that earthy truffle flavor. No extra effort. Having truffles around to like shave is like, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely upper pinky. <laughs> I, I've never personally been able to accomplish the like having truffles around to, to, to throw on my things. It's really hard to do. It, it is, is it really hard to do because they, do they not keep? No, they don't. So okay. truffles are very limited season. Um, they're very expensive. You have a, they have a very short life of the, the flavor. And so it's, Typically, you're going to get things with truffle that already have sort of like more of like an artificial flavor of the truffle. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get actual truffles. It's very difficult. Yeah, and, and, and I asked that question out of uh, ignorance because, um, I, you know, I, I appreciate my good food, but 
my my skill on it is just not there to create it. So my exposure to seeing truffle used consists of watching Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. Yeah, so a professional chef can pull that off because they're, they, they can, you know, drop a few hundred bucks on something that's this big. Yes. And then, like, charge you 50 bucks a shaving. <laughs> that's not going to really work in the average home. And so, um, for me, I always look at kind of what I call the best value of cooking of, like, where's, where am I going to apply effort that I think matters? And then where am I going to cheat the living shit out of it? That doesn't sound good when you're talking about food. Um, where am I just going to cheat the fuck out of it? Because I don't want to spend that amount of effort on it. Because uh, it doesn't like, for example, pasta. People are always like, oh, do you make your own pasta? And I'm like, I don't want to spend that much effort to make, to make pasta. There are some really good pastas I can get my hands on, and I'll do the rest of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Should I make for dinner tonight? Abrupt, abrupt and awkward subject change. Scallops? or a filet um, crunch wrap supreme. So I am not at all refined in the way that Bryson is when it comes to cooking. I like to dress up everyday things that I liked, but like to make healthier with fresh or better upgraded ingredients. Um, and that's about the extent of my expertise in the kitchen. So what do you guys think? Scallops or, it would be a scallop tostada. I'm in the mood for Mexican and I've got these fresh veggies. So I would do the crunch wrap because I think that's really cool the way that you um, take Taco Bell home. <laughs> I, don't mean that, I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, no, it's really cool the way she does it. And seeing the way she wraps it, it's, I've actually been wanting to make that at home myself because I'm constantly looking at this balance of where I have to feed a teenager and at the same time, like, keep myself happy. Make it with filet. It makes all the difference in the world. I'm sure you'll find some other amazing way to make it, like marinating chicken for days and some crazy mix. But yeah, I like <laughs> it sounds like there's a story behind that, Bryson. No, uh, no, no. So, so Lena and uh, Lena was the the first guest I had on um, the cooking show that I launched during the beginning of the quarantine. Um, so quarantine hit. Um, and I started doing all these happy hours, costume contests, all these different events. And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to cook because I, I don't care who watches it. And it's really just, I'm going to do this. And really, we, we had two, there were really, there's two parts to what we do with the, the cooking show. One, let's make the kitchen more accessible, right? It's not about like, oh, make the fanciest things ever. In fact, I really discouraged the guest chefs from doing that. And the second is highlighting different charities. So we're always picking different good things around the world and um, helping raise money for them. Lena was my first guest chef ever. It was fun. I had a great time. I made a pork tenderloin wrapped in bacon. Pork on it, pork on pork. It was insane. It was so good. Pork on pork on pork is always a good choice. You know, and, so you put pork in your pork, so you can pork while you're <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, pork orgy aside. <laughs> uh, and so Lena, I've actually never met. Um, so uh, we are one of those quarantine friendships that's built up and we are just super simpatico. We both love food. And so, like I said, she was the first guest uh, chef that's coming on. She'll be back on, and um, we've just uh, really built a strong friendship from that. So it sounds like whenever everything does end up loosening up at whatever point it does, that uh, there's probably going to have to be like a nice kitchen wherever it is that the two of y'all end up finally seeing each other in person. Yeah. Probably have, it would probably have a, a – man, it's – Almost like you can build a cooking competition out of y'all's first in-person meet. We, we still have not done our kitchen honeymoon. We have not. Um, also, to that end, um, as far as cooking and meeting people in person goes, Alyssa has already um, purchased a domain to want to do some kind of a, a barbecue conference because of how many of us in the English community not only like to cook, but seem to like to smoke meat. Um, so there's already plans in the works to do some kind of post-quarantine infosec cooking, possibly smoking meats focused con. 
or adjacency to another InfoSecCon. So we'll see. There you go. Alyssa's running with it. Alyssa has also been a guest chef on the show. Yeah, I, re I remember uh, ha having her on uh, on my show, and we briefly did talk about that she loves barbecue. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, and uh, it, it was actually the first time I had, I had personally talked to somebody that was more of a uh, more of a, a dry rub and not as much of a sauce person. Oh, no, that's, that's me too. Uh, people have a misconception that Kansas City is all about saucy business. It's really not. I mean, we do like a sweet sauce. Um, I prefer a sweet, spicy sauce. But um, generally speaking, in the legitimate barbecue restaurants in Kansas City, not the fast food style ones, but the sit-down ones, mm -hmm. if you order ribs, you'll be served a rack of ribs dry with a side of sauce. Well, I mean, honestly, whenever I think of uh, saucy barbecue, the two places that I think of are Memphis and South Carolina. Now, that being said, so Lena, I, I, am I, it, would I be making a safe assumption to say that Kansas City style is your favorite or? Absolutely, I mean, I, I grew up here, um, I've lived elsewhere. I lived in Texas for six years, and uh, oof, uh, I have had other regions' definitions of barbecue and not been a fan. Maybe that's just me being inflexible because it wasn't what I was used to, but I also found it to be worse. So, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Bryson? What, what's your, I think what's we your all favorite? Kind of, we all kind of are. We actually have an internal Cisco um, barbecue smoking team's room. Mm -hmm. And so we're all constantly trying to outdo each other. And some of the Talos guys uh, out of Texas are big fans of smoking and being snobs about their um, barbecue style. So there is a lot of smack talk that goes on. Nice. On Twitter as well. I mean, mostly on Twitter. I like whatever is served in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the vinegary style. I mean, if you're going to be real. Yeah, like, that's real Carolina being ridiculous yeah. about it. I just, yeah, I don't like the vinegary style sauce. I don't like um, a very saucy, like I, I like to decide and dictate how much sauce I put on, particularly ribs. But I think every region does something a little bit better than another. Like at burn ends are kind of a Kansas City thing. I think we do them better than everyone else. Um, I think we do ribs very well, but I've really enjoyed pulled pork from the Carolina regions. Uh, mm -hmm. So it just kind of depends on what you're talking about, brisket versus pork versus ribs, Yeah, so jumping in on that, I think I think it is really regional. Um, with the with the Carolinas, um, pulled pork does not, because the, the meat is so thick, the, the smoke does not permeate all the way through it. And so you really do need a sauce that's going to stand up to it because uh, the the smoke is more on the edges, uh -huh. right? Um, versus like to me, I, I so I, I spent, I've spent a lot of years in Texas and smoked brisket in texas does not need sauce right like it is just perfectly throughout because it, it's a leaner thinner cut of meat when you when you're smoking it um when it comes to ribs i can go either way you can pork me either way <laughs> and i'm i'm one of those uh oddballs that I, I am definitely very much a texture eater and so i have a hard time with barbecue because there's it ends up being too much uh too much uh fat content for my liking it is it, and so uh while i love barbecue i tend to gravitate toward sausage because you know from that texture standpoint and uh man there there are some good sausages out there there's some not so good sausages out there um I am personally a fan more of a uh, of, uh, German style sausage than Polish. Um, but uh, I mean, it, that, I, I've, I've had so many different takes on you know, on sausage depending on where I've been in the country that, uh, you know, that is, it, it's, I, I kind of look at it, look at it like tacos, you know, I mean, hell, a, a taco is a blank slate, paint your picture. 
speaking of and for Bryson, my go-to uh, taco holder. I've seen it, yeah. <laughs> it's a late night Amazon purchase. The taco goes here. The hair is detachable if you don't want to like, you know, so much eat plastic hair in your taco, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I was going to show you, I got out of my freezer. That's, that's called a shaved taco. <laughs> if you were not a fan of fatty meat, you would hate me for eating in my kitchen because this is my Wagyu. This is a Chuck roast. Oh, that's the, that's the Casey Cattle Company, right? Yep. That's how oh. marble this Chuck roast is. Oh, that is so Wagyu. So just for those of you at home, here, turn it back around. Show me that butt. Turn it around. There we go. So you, you see, you see the, the <laughs> no, I was really trying to show the beat. Yeah, but you're not going to post the video, are you? Yeah, I'm not posting video. Yeah, see? Just oh. To oh, never mind. The, 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 this, the, the, this is radio. You know. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all dressed up for this, and we're not even used. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> Whatevs. Uh, Don't well, see the marbling. It's fine. But, uh, oh, okay. For, for, for everybody that's listening, if you want to see the marbling, I will take a screen cap of it and post it. There we go. All right. Lena. Yeah. Break out the goods. We need to see some Wagyu marbling. I just flip the lid. All right, so this is a Wagyu chuck roast. And I love to plug this company. Did you get the screenshot? I think oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go get it afterwards. But, but no, that's, uh, that, 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 no, that's, that's, that's a good, oh, come on, post-production. I'll take a picture, a better quality picture of my phone and send it to you and you can just use that. Um, but anyway, I like to show for this company because I think they're really great. They're called Casey Cattle Company. They deliver all over the place. Um, they're 100% better known and operated and they have actual Wagyu cows here in the Midwest and I get Wagyu shipments uh, in dry ice delivered to my porch. And, and and if uh, they are if the owners are listening at home, uh, you can find Lena on Twitter at Dork Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know that they follow me, but I, I think they're great. Every time they send me a shipment of meat, I get a nice little handwritten note. The one time FedEx ever screwed up my shipment, they replaced everything and apologized profusely and overnighted it to me. It was awesome. So wow, a good good group of guys. Yeah, and it was a lot of expensive. Like, I got lamb, that shipment, and filet. I mean, if you've ever seen, not seen a, a Wagyu filet, if you've never seen a filet with marbling at all, they have them. It's amazing. Even the ground beef, just the ground chop is amazing because it's way more fatty. It's almost sweet to taste um, because of the marbling, but anyway, I digress. Okay, so, so you know, we've talked plenty about pork and beef. And even briefly mentioned chicken. If you if you take the if you take the basic proteins that everybody knows out of the picture, what would be your favorite protein? Duck. Outside of what do you consider basic proteins being chicken and beef? Chicken, yeah, chicken, beef, pork. Outside of those three things, what what would be your favorite protein? Scallops. Okay. And that's new. I only just learned to cook scallops a few months ago, and it's my jam these days. It's I remember. I remember when you first cooked them. Yep, I was nervous. <laughs> I'd always been told it was really easy to screw them up. So I you cook them too long, you, you get rubber. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's done. It's like a steak, actually. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, I enjoy it so much, and I, I've taken to it very much, like making a fillet. Like just, you know, get a nice crust on each side and let it see what it is yeah that the that whole scallop thing you know for any for anybody that watches gordon ramsay as their second favorite uh, second favorite chefs behind lena and bryson here um he, he that, that's the thing he flips out on uh, on other chefs the most is whenever they screw up a scallop because what i think it's i think he said it's like was it 90 seconds on each side or even less than that yeah, I've seen recipes that advocate for like three to four to five minutes. I never, I, I go 90 seconds each side. It depends on the scallop, depends on how you dry, dry you get them. Um, this is part of why I like duck. Duck, you get that, you have that really fatty skin. It's like uh, chicken thighs. You just throw it on the fatty skin and you just leave it for like way longer than you think you can. It crusts, the fat renders out, and you just have this delicious, 
it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's uh, um, with game, you can go really rare. So you get a like really soft thing. And at the bottom, you have this like beautiful crust. Yeah, I've only attempted to make duck once. Uh, and it was okay. I, you know, again, anytime you're following someone else's recipe, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of, you know, how good it is. And it involved browning it and then baking it. And it was good. Uh, I've certainly had it better in restaurants, so I, I won't call myself a uh, expert by any stretch of the imagination at preparing duck. But I, I've uh, started doing scallops about once a week. They've come on new jam. Scallop tostadas, I mean, when you talk about browning them for 90 seconds to two minutes each side, I, I've done it this week on a conference call while I was on mute and just threw it on a tostada with guac and pico and a little bit of sour cream. It was delightful. Whole thing took five minutes. Now, what, what you say about following other people's recipes, um, you know, that is other people's recipes or other people's tastes. Sure. You know, and, and uh, that, that may not be your taste. And so even if you follow it to the letter and it's perfect, and that person even took the first bite and said, it's amazing, yeah. you may still not like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. I definitely encountered that. But I've also found some of my favorite things just by trying other people's recipes. Really, yeah. everyone's like, how do you think to try all this stuff? I'm like, I am not special. I use Pinterest. End of list. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So what, what would y'all say would probably be the most adventurous dish that you've ever made? I'm gonna let you answer that first, Bryson, because I've got nothing exciting compared to what you've made, I'm sure. Uh, it's not so much what I've made, but I have, so I have a goal to eat everything on this planet. And uh, from my military experience, I've had the opportunity to eat certain things in certain circumstances that nobody should ever. <laughs> um, so the most adventurous uh, I'm actually, I'm not going to give you the most adventurous. I don't think you can take it. I'm going to give you like a couple notches down. Um, I sucked the eyeballs out of a freshly killed rabbit. Oh. What was that like? Salty. And then coppery. What about, I was the, just, what? what about the texture? Uh, it was like, it was kind of like, you know, sort of squishy. Um, and you taste the salt of the eye. And I remember the first one. So, we had just um, killed the rabbit and it was hanging upside down. And the instructor was just like, who wants to suck the eyeball out? And we'd been starving for several days. And I'm like, that sounds like food. I'm game. <laughs> and it's not like they give you instructions. So I walk up to this carcass and like the eyes had like turned milky. Um, yeah, I apologize for those of you at home who were like, I did not expect this uh, cooking episode to go this way. But you know yeah. what? Fuck you. This is the way it goes. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, what, what, what do I do? And I just put my mouth on its eye and I'm like, like, I guess I, I suck it out and I, and the eyeball pops out. And I think we all biologically appreciate this, but until you have an eyeball from um, a body in your mouth, um, there's an optic nerve that actually connects it that you have to bite off. They don't just pop out. <laughs> Lena's face right now is priceless. It's too bad we don't have a screenshot of that. You'll get it in post editing. There you go. And so I'm now, I'm now like caught off guard that I have an eyeball in my mouth and I'm like, <laughs> and I quickly swallowed it. So I got the salt and the copper, but don't worry. The second eyeball I sucked out, I was ready for. And I went running around the campsite with the eyeball in my mouth oh. going, ah, 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 ah. Oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> I also turned, I also turned the rest of the rabbit into a, a puppet and I went and said hello to everybody. You get I know. I, I look I look I look so biblical and innocent, but I have lived a quite a life. You get exactly one yike for that story. <laughs> if the if it makes you feel any better, that's literally not the worst story I have. Oh I'm sure it's not. <laughs> but based on that story alone, I'm sure it's not. I'm just you don't get multiple yikes because I like you. Uh <laughs> Kitchen, so I'm gonna go with one yike. <laughs> uh. Specifically for the uh, 
hand puppet afterward episode. Like the eyeball story I get in Starving Cutest Clues. Yeah. Hello, Lunch. Hello. How are you? Hello. <laughs> No, I seriously, it was it, like you, because you take the, you take the skin off and it's like a little puppet. Only if you I, I love that you're so upset by this. This is, this is <laughs> only, fantastic. Only if you make it a puppet, Bryce. It's, what's a music leader? It's, you've always, you've always thought of me as like this, well, mostly <laughs> fairly sophisticated tongue. And here I am telling you um, an eyeball carcass story and the look on your face. It's like the 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 wizard of oz has dropped the curtain this is what's behind there's a reason there's a fucking horn on the unicorn okay you know what i'm saying i understand no i i, I uh, appreciate and approve uh particularly if i had been present for that i probably would have laughed uh, <laughs> but you still get one yike you've earned one yike for that story cheers <laughs> <laughs> yay oh I, th I i think i have made a mid episode decision that I'm gonna put the video of this sucker. <laughs> this, 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 oh wait, it's recording now. This, this oh, it's been recording. He just oh, woke up and he just. I saw the button. Oh yeah, no, uh, I, I, yeah. This, this this is going up in video. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there, there's just too much there's just too much fun with the visuals yeah, to not have it. Oh goddamn! <laughs> uh, I know it's funny. You you expected Lena to be the spicy one. You didn't you didn't see it coming from the vanilla white guy. Did you hear people look I'm spicy? I'm not that spicy. You are so spicy, Mamacita. <laughs> Am I? Oh, wow! I learned something about myself. Your your DMs are spicy. I mean, how many like DMs do you have to share? Because it's like, look at this crazy dude, and look at this crazy dude. Well, I mean, I I only sh I, honestly I. And I think this is true of most women in this industry. I get so many worse DMs than the ones that I've shared. And it's so like common and frequent that when I share them, all the women who respond are like, oh yeah, I get these all the time too. And the guys were like, oh my God. I'm like, wait, do you not know this happens? Like on a daily basis? I get people's junk from all over the world. Public service announcement. Don't put your pork in a DM. I mean, really. Unless I specifically say, you know what I really want to see is your fork, which has never happened, don't send it. There you go. But I, you know, people, uh, when I posted about it, it was funny, the conversation that happened after that, which was heavily centered around trying to understand the motivation of someone. Why do they think they're going to get a positive response? Like, y'all don't understand your own gender impulses. It, it seems to be just a, a thing about making people look at it. I don't think anyone's expecting that I'm going to be like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful, mediocre wang I've ever seen in my life. Please drive to Kansas City right now so I can experience it firsthand. I don't think anyone's really expecting that when they send their junk mail. I think they just want someone else, want to force someone else to look at it from the anonymity of the internet. Yeah to, yeah, to me personally, I it really makes absolutely no sense. If I... I can't even find a reason in the deepest recesses of my mind where I would even want to think about doing that. Well, of course. Oh, it's, so it, it, it always takes me off guard every time I every time I do hear stories of, of that being done. It's just like, really? It's I so And having to like, this is not what the show is about. You don't want me to talk about this. But if you want to edit this out, feel free. You have all the power. Uh, Re-experiencing the dating market for the first time in 10 years over the course of this past year has been incredibly interesting. Uh, and that is not just common on Twitter, it's common <laughs> over the dating apps, which is why some of them specifically don't allow picture sharing. And so you have to share your phone number with someone if you're going to end up getting unsolicited pictures of their cash or prizes. Um, I've also found that a lot of dudes on the dating apps will immediately ask you for your Snapchat handle. And 99% of the time, they only ask because they want to send you disappearing books. And so usually when people ask, like, oh, do you have a Snapchat? I'm like, yes, but I never use it. No, I don't want to see your dick. Wow. Man. So. Yeah. It's aggressive out there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I snapped and deleted the apps like a month ago, so. Good. Good That's for you. Good okay so 
I know just how to kill a conversation. No, I, I, I know I know how to get right back to it because that conversation <laughs> was that conversation was rich in such a twisted way. It makes me want to go back to the idea about foods that are a little what so are we, are we actually are we actually going to publish the video to this yes yes lena break out your meat <laughs> this will officially be the third time this will be seen i keep trying to show off lena's meat and you keep shooting me down but now we're actually going to put it prime time so yeah. let's go so this, right. is, this, uh, this is the chuck roast. I've shown it on before. Here's how marbled it is. Holy so can you, can, you, can you show that top part where you see the, the specific fat marbling? Uh, the on the back. Yeah. Oh, that? yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. So see, see the way it's marbled there? That's how you can tell that that is um, a level of Wagyu. Um, like, the, like, not to pick on that particular Casey, Capital, uh, Casey Company um, Wagyu, but like, like the best Wagyu it's literally, you just see like these striations of fat like this throughout the whole thing. And what's so awesome about that is when you cook it right, is it's just like the, the fat, the butter like melts throughout. Yeah, it emulsifies. I got an uh, outside beef skirt as well. This is outside skirt. And it is mostly fat. <laughs> yeah, that is my wagyu. That's what's left anyway. I made the rest of it already. All right, Thinker, how else can we so, shock you tonight? So, so... Rich, rich ingredients. You know, we talked about not messing with truffle because it's just too much trouble. What what would be the most outlandish expense that you've made for a dish that you've put together? So far for me, it's been the Wagyu. Um, a Wagyu ribeye from these guys, uh, even though I think they're very reasonably priced, it's not a knock on them at all. Um, a Wagyu ribeye from them is about 50 bucks a piece, um, and they are, they're sizable. I mean, they make leftovers for many moons. Um, they're probably a pound to two pounds per steak, wow. but it's 50 bucks per steak. So it's like a little bit of a special occasion thing that I break out. Otherwise, I just get just Angus beef ribeyes, hashtag first world problems. But yeah, that's the most I've probably spent on a single ingredient. Same thing. There's a local uh, butcher here, the or, uh, organic butcher shop of McLean. Um, same. It's about the the same kind of price, fifty some bucks for their wagyu. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until quarantine that I like that I did it. Yeah, I did it before, but I've certainly turned up the frequency of my shipments several notches since quarantine because I'm home and cooking all the time. Very good. So have either of you gone gone uh, down the road of like making a fancy dessert or something that maybe use gold leaf on? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have eaten that in a couple of restaurants. I have never tried to do that at home. You're like, if I'm going to buy gold, I'm going to buy gold and it's going to be gold. I'm going to wear it. I'm, I'm the, I don't make desserts, so that's that's the first thing. I, I, I think of cooking and baking as completely two different personalities, so I don't make desserts. That's, right. that, 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 that's, that, that's what keeps the beard so nice and lush. Is, it, it make <laughs> well, actually, it's just beard oil and, you know, the lamentations of the women. <laughs> Conan Barbarian reference. Yeah, <laughs> lamentations of your foes and their women. Um, I like desserts. However, I am incredibly lazy and make box desserts uh, because then I have to measure things. And I think Bryce and I are one in this train of thought. I like to cook by just throwing whatever sounds good into a pan. Depends on my mood that day, how much I've had yep. to drink, what I've been drinking, and what sounds good with that. Uh, kind of dictate how it turns out flavor profile wise. And you can't do that with baking. You have to measure precisely every little thing. And that is just not me at all. So I do, I like lemon bars. I make, you know, chocolate chip cookies from scratch is about the most effort I'll ever go to, but normally it's box cupcakes and cakes if I take that plunge at all. Yeah, so I think this is the kind of the neat thing. This is why one of the, the reasons I think Lena and I get along and there, there are a few others of us at this level of um, we've been cooking for so long and we just literally, we just make shit up. We seriously just make shit up. We're like, oh, I've got this, and I wonder how it goes with that. 
And I mean, it does not always come out well. I have, st I still make food that people are like, I thought you could cook. Like, why are you serving this to me? And I'm like, well, like I wanted to do this, this, and this. Now I know that doesn't work. And so you're constantly still learning. You're still playing. You're still experimenting. And you kind of reach this level where you can do that. And most of the time it's going to come out well, not always, but most of the time it is. And it's still fun to play like that. And I love seeing other people do the same thing where they're, they're still playing around and doing different things. And it's just like food playground. This is a thing I made the other day uh, that is new that you can tell I like so much that I've almost completely killed it. Um, this is, if I can even remember everything that went into this, it's uh, a lot of garlic. A lot of garlic. There's no such thing as too much garlic. There really isn't. Uh, a lot of cilantro, sour cream, mayo, uh, cumin. I've been putting on everything from potatoes to, I threw it on a burger the other day, completely on a whim. So yeah, baking's not my thing. You have to, if you don't measure things properly, they don't rise and the chemistry doesn't happen and that's just not me. So where Lena was talking about Pinterest, that's like a lot of it. Like we're just constantly looking and seeing different pictures, eating different things, trying different things. And we're like, oh, I want to try to do that. And how did they do it? Well, that seems like too much this. I'm going to do it this way. Or I only have this. I'm only going to do that. Like, and you just do it. Yeah. And that's it. You just keep going. Well, I don't like mushrooms, so I'm going to caramelize some onions instead. Similar-ish consistency, but something I know I'm going to like the flavor profile of. So. Yeah, I substitute stuff I don't like for stuff I do like all the time and just see what the fuck happens. Um, okay, so, uh, so uh, you know, you talk about trying new stuff. Of course, everybody has their go-to comfort food. What, what, what's, what, what's that one comfort food that you always go back to? Hmm. Like a dish or a single, like, ingredient? I, I'm not putting. I, I'm not putting any uh, any uh, handcuffs on the idea. All right, I got one. Lasagna, because lasagna, it the preparation time's not that high, and then I've got six pounds of awesome food that lasts, and it's easy to freeze, so I can cut it up, put it in baggies, throw in the freezer, and make it whenever I want. Um, and like, it's always good. And it, it's just lots of great comfort food. That to me, lasagna would be the, my go-to. Mine is probably um, my grandmother's chicken casserole recipe. It's the only family recipe we really have that's been handed down for a few generations. Um, it is chicken breast, uh, cream of broccoli, cream of chicken, mayo, curry powder, cheddar cheese, baked, and then served over white rice, which... If you're doing it properly, according to my grandmother, you have to make the rice. They have to be, it has to be long grain, slow cooked rice made with the chicken broth left over from cooking of the chicken. Uh, very specific. You are a fraud if you don't do this to the rice that way. <laughs> and then you serve the chicken casserole over the white rice, um, especially in the fall and winter time when it gets cold outside. That is my comfort food. And it also makes leftovers that I can eat for days and days. It makes okay. a great can of it. My brothers will actually come over just to eat that because it's our one family recipe and it's, you know, and they will eat it way past what I would consider its expiration date of leftovers. <laughs> like my brother has come to stay with the dogs when I had to go out of town for work before when it had been in the fridge for like three weeks and I was intending to throw it away and I'll come home and he's eating it all. I'm like, Hope you, didn't you feel it okay? <laughs> they don't care. Either they have steel insides or my idea of spoiling time is way conservative. I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Oh uh, yeah, I I always go for a uh, good chicken fried steak. Oh yeah. But but it can't the the ratio of the breading to the steak can't be out of whack. Sure. It, there there has got to be more steak than breading. And then I I I, I would be I I am often questioned about what's wrong with me whenever I say this, but not with cream gravy. I need a good, f good flavor profile brown gravy to go sure. on my chicken fried steak. Brown gravy. See, uh, all right. My favorite restaurant here in KC, oh, and I should put it that way. My favorite local restaurant, uh, not in all of KC, 
yearly summit is called Third Street Social. Shout out to them. Uh, they have a brunch, chicken fried steak, but they serve with scrambled eggs and a um, uh, green, uh, like a verde white gravy. Mm-hmm. And it is spicy and delicious and uh, a perfect addition. And they don't overdo it. They don't drown it. It's sort of like a thirds. Here's the chicken fried steak. Here are the eggs. Here's just enough of the green, like a the verde pepper gravy. It's really yeah, good. That sounds amazing. Oh. Now, my it's the 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 one I finally uh, found that was a uh, that was technically a brown gravy, but um, yeah, but uh, wasn't basic bitch brown gravy. Um, <laughs> well, it it was at um, Saltgrass. Um, hell, for the life of me, I can't remember exactly what they called it, but it. Um. So, I, 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 I can't remember exactly what they called it, but man, it, it is good. It's, it, it, it's not, like I said, it's not basic bitch brown gravy. It's, it, it's got a good flavor profile to it. It, 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 it is really tasty. Uh, yeah, I forgot the chorizo in the verde gravy that goes on this. The chorizo verde gravy. It's been a few weeks since I've had it. And of, co- and of course, the the other thing that I always happily return to is my mom's potato salad. Oh, uh, it is. It, it, she, it, the the way she makes it is much different than anything you could pick up on a supermarket shelf. Um, you know, it's a uh, it, it, it's more uh, mustard based, and it it avoids things like celery, which cannot stand celery. <laughs> If it, if you put if you put celery in if you put celery like in a in a stew and it's cooked for long enough, I can appreciate it. But if it's not cooked for long enough, no, the, the, the taste just haunts my dreams. <laughs> uh, here's another way in which I'm ghetto. But another abrupt sur- uh, subject change because I'm cooking, um, but that you can still dress up what you're making. In this case, the uh, Crunchwrap Supreme that I'm making with filet. Um, I like to add a, an aioli to it, but at the same time, this is actually supermarket pre-made chipotle aioli. It's actually pretty good. Uh, and it saves me some time and not having to construct this. So look for it in your supermarket aisle, put it on all the things. It's pretty good. There's a garlic version as well, but I like it. Can co-sign that chipotle aioli. It is good. Yes. I believe it's made by Kraft. I realize it's ghetto. I don't care. Yeah, it's not ghetto. Come on now. There, there, there is a thing called saving a little bit of time. Peace of mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd rather spend time making sure the filet is, is perfectly cooked than making my own chipotle Maybe someday I'll change that position. Actually, particularly since constructing that garlicky cilantro-y business, I might just put that on everything. Okay, so it's we're about done but i i, I want to wrap this up by playing a little bit of a game of stump the chef and th- this this particular game of stump the chef is going to look very similar to the food network show chopped except you're not actually making it you're just going to dream up something and and uh, see who can come up with what sounds like a more cohesive dish. Okay. I'll, I'll start I'll, I'll start easy. The basket in front of you has a uh, cedar plank, has a fillet of salmon, has um, celery root, and has hard-boiled eggs. I mean, the, the eggs are already cooked, salmon on cedar plank, and then um, chop the eggs with the celery root and put some of that on the side so somebody can add it on top. I mean, there's yeah, really not, not much else you can do with that. Right. I would agree with that, except uh, I would substitute throwing the celery in the trash. <laughs> 
Well, now you're playing to the host. No, no, no. I'm playing to me because I fucking hate celery. No, he said celery root. Celery oh, root. Well, any piece of the celery I'm throwing in the trash. Really? No, <laughs> cel celery root is not like the, the like fibrous celery. I, I, no, I, I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the texture of it. Down with celery. It is, in full disclosure, the one time I try, actually tried celery root mash, I was had high hopes. No, it still tastes like celery. Right. Not playing to anyone. I legitimately hate celery. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. By the way, I've switched to the Don Julio 1942 because I've, as Bryson mentioned, been drinking for a few. We reached the Don Julio part of the evening. There we go. Welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so pepper, uh, peppermint candies. <laughs> oh, I, I, I looked up. You are making the, Are you making this up on the fly? Yes, I'm making this up on the fly. You start, and you started with peppermint candies. Peppermint candies. And you're the one who's not drinking. Yes. <laughs> and you're not. And you're not. And you're not. You're not smoking anything. Nope. Wow. You're, I hate to tell you, sir, the, the interview has been much more fun for the two of us. <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been loads of fun for me. <laughs> loads of fun. So no, um, that is not true for me. Okay, no. Peppermint candies, uh, sweet potatoes. Um, an airline chicken breast already cooked <laughs> an airline chicken breast not just a chicken breast but an airline chicken breast but, but, but once again it goes it goes back in that basic pitch category that the brown gravy was okay. um, no okay so peppermint candies sweet potatoes Already cooked airline chicken breast and asparagus. Did you say an asparagus? And asparagus. I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you're not an asparagus fan either. I hate it worse than I hate celery. Asparagus tastes like fart smell. I know Bryson likes asparagus. I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> Bryson eats everything. Like I, I, everything on this planet, I will, I will give it a shot. Um, okay, I, I, uh, okay. I, dude, I don't know what to do with that. Like I, I, I'll, I, I will. You like literally served it to me on the like backseat of my tray here, and I'll eat it because I'm on the plane for another six fucking hours. And what else am I gonna do? And then I'll like finish it off with the mint, which I'll you know chase with some vodka. So it's kind of like a Jaeger bomb. Like yeah. what else am I gonna do with that? Okay. That's what you should do, is have some self-fucking respect and get drunk and throw that shit in the trash. Yeah, the only reason, hey, I, would hey, eat, I, I, would, the only reason I would eat this is because I'm stuck on the plane. I, 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 I did announce ahead of time. It was like chopped without the actual cooking. I, 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 I didn't spring this on you. <laughs> just, just sit there watching you like try to like throw ingredients together and it started with peppermint. It was like... <laughs> Like, it's not going to, I can already sense this isn't going to go well. By the way, I'm adding, while I'm cooking, to uh, the uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, some legitimate Mexican Oaxaca. I'm a huge fan of, that I use in all the things. And I will be shredding it with my shredder, shredder. All right. I, I'm okay. going to take over here. I'm going to try one. Lena, what's your favorite thing to make with as much garlic as possible? Ooh, as much garlic as possible? Um, I mean, the easy answer is an aioli of some kind, like the one that's in the fridge. Currently. Yeah, but that's literally just garlic and cream. <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, any of my fettuccine alfredo recipes, chicken mm. fettuccine alfredo or shrimp fettuccine alfredo, I like to just absolutely lose my mind with the garlic, um, unless I'm serving someone else who might be more sane about garlic. And then yeah, I'll they're not a human being. Yeah. I mean, Cur most of the time it's just me, so it's little all the garlic. Uh, oh, what, so what, what about curry? I love, I love curry. Uh, so 
that's thanks to the grandma's chicken casserole recipe. I use way more fucking curry than she would ever approve of. The recipe actually calls for like half a teaspoon, and I just go ham on that shit every time. <laughs> Okay, okay fine, fine. So, so my Stump the Chef was a bust. Then let's do it. We stumped, we stumped the host. Yes, yes, fair, fair enough. And that's not the first time. That's not the You first need time. to drink next time, sir. You need to, this needs to have more alcohol with you. Um, the, man, if this is on video, you can see our pink cheeks. Lena and I are drunk. We're having a good time. There is, this is how we cook. I'm not desperate. The amount of alcohol that I uh, that that I would need to drink to get there, I would I would actually need to be at a bar and somebody else fitting uh, footing the tab, so I don't think about it. All right. Well, she and I can send you a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can do that. Like these are solvable problems. This is what <laughs> she and I do. We solve problems. We can fix this. We can make this happen. Get away, my friend. And if real life ever happens again hopefully sometime 2021 lean and i will definitely do a a cooking thing and i've been doing this for years at all the events i've ever done at a lot of the conferences i cook for everybody so there is always an open table with me cooking i will track you down not in not in a creepy way I would appreciate it not being a creepy way because you were just invited for dinner. <laughs> not dessert. We've already covered this. I don't do desserts. <laughs> Lena will take care of dessert. <laughs> we have a friend who's all about the dessert making that we will have Shannon on. Oh, yeah. Shannon, Shannon rocks with dessert. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. So, so uh, yeah, I will, I will look for that. Uh, I will look for that whenever life can happen again. Um, and we will definitely hit the bar one of those nights so you can actually see me having gotten there. No, no. We're going to hit the kitchen table one of those nights. And there's just going to be a few bottles of wine that you lose track of. I hope you have the right wine. I can absolutely make that happen. <laughs> okay. So so no, so no more stuff to chef. Final question then would be, what's, it, what, what's the signature dish? The signature dish? Yeah. If, if you had to boil it down to the, the, the one dish that that is rising on a plate, what dish is that? Hmm. You could always jump into character and be Hannibal Lecter and just say Bryson on a plate. <laughs> yeah, we've already covered you're not staying for dessert. <laughs> um... So I don't, I don't have like a dish. Like I'm like, this is my dish. But I, I would say if I were going to the combination again of I don't want to spend a lot of time on something. I want to feed a lot of people. And it's, it's one of those things like I've gotten really good at it. Um, I would make, I, I, do a, I do a roast chicken where I take a whole chicken. Um, I might do it different ways. And then I make it with a verde from my own garden. So I have enough spices and I will just go out there and grab all the greens, chop it up, throw it in with some anchovy. And you take this chicken and you dip it in that green. And I'm not going to say you're going to see God. But we will see Moses. You will see Moses. <laughs> that, I, that, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. What about you, Lena? Ooh, I don't know. Um, all right. So there are a couple of things that I think are more me than other things, but um, it's hard for me to pick between my grandmother's chicken casserole recipe that I talked about already. Um, that's the comforting thing I make for people when they come over and they're bummed out. And I, they just go, what are you making? I'm like, don't worry about it. It'll be good. I promise. Um, but I also am a big fan of making for people that filet, egg, cheese, hash brown, Chipotle aioli, Oaxaca cheese, breakfast burrito. It, it brings me comfort on a weekly basis. Um, it's my Saturday morning selfish. I'm going to play some Call of Duty and make an elaborate breakfast before I go on about my day thing. So it's, it's the most, it's my favorite thing, uh, I would say, but maybe my chicken casserole is my favorite thing to make for other people. Mostly because my brothers love it so much. Oh. Wow. 
That's that, that that's that sounds tasty and I ate. and even though I had late lunch, man, I'm now I feel like I haven't had lunch at all. So I'm just thinking about all all this food. All right. Well, you too. I have had fun. I I, I'm nowhere. I, I'm nowhere near near the foodie, but man, I I enjoy good food, so I also enjoy talking about it. So thank thank you for hey. Be, being a good foodie sometimes means just knowing what you like, right? Yeah. You don't have to know how to make it. You just have to know how to eat it and enjoy it. And put it on your head sometimes. Yes, I mean, and put it on your head sometimes. Sometimes that's how it should work. All right. Well. Thank you, thank you all, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop.